0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Always glad when you are willing to take time just to invest in your own life and in your own heart, your own mind and have vision for really who God has made you to be. And so, we spent last week talking about be the gift that keeps on giving. So we want to not lose sight of the gift of Christ and that Christ continues to give into our life, continues to show up in our life, continues to pour into our life, really intercede with the Father on our behalf, and continues to be very committed to our life. So if we have the gift of Christ in our heart, then what we want to do is we want to say, you know, I want to be a gift to others just as Christ is a gift to me. And so we want to receive that gift as well. So we, not only do we want to give it, but we want to receive it when others are giving it to us. Because one of the hardest things is when, you know, you compliment somebody or you thank them for some, something that they've done or you give them some exhortive comment about their life and how you see them or what they mean to you, and they kind of poo-poo it. They kind of No, no, it's not that big of a deal. Or no, no, it's really not. I'm not that whatever. And they start to talk you out of the very gift that you're giving them. So I want you to not only be cognizant of being very um, affluent, very um, magnanimous with the gifts that you're giving to people this year, whether they be verbal, emotional, physical, psychological, spiritual, whatever it is that you're giving them in any given moment, whether you're just maybe being polite. I mean, politeness goes a long way. Courtesy is a really lost art. So, I want you to, as you are being magnanimous in the way you are giving gifts, I want you to also receive them and say thank you and be appreciative and not belittle it or demean it or try to give it back or any of those types of things. I want you to really, really receive what's being given to you. So, as we really set it up for this year about being a gift and receiving the gifts that God has given you and is planning to give you over this whole entire new year of 2020, we want to set ourselves up to not only be the gift that keeps giving, but to have the best year we could ever have. Now, I don't know about you guys, but 2019 was hell. It really was. It was a tough year for me. I mean, I had so many things. I, I It was unbelievable. The amount of things that were coming against me that I just really had to work through so many things and, and so many things I didn't anticipate. And it was a really tough year. And in that, it's also humbling because I really came to the end of myself in some ways. So I, I want you to know that I really am looking forward to 2020. It's a new decade. It's, it's got all kinds of new things that are coming. And I know that what I went through in 2019 is setting me up to be able to receive what I've got coming in 2020. That doesn't mean that it's all going to be great. How could it possibly be that? But I am looking forward to it. And I want you to look forward to it as well. So I want you to be ready. What kind of what, what kind of year do you want to have? I want you to go into it with some kind of vision, some kind of intention. And, and that doesn't mean that it's all going to happen. But we know the Bible is very clear about this. Without vision, the people perish. So if you have no vision, that's, that's one of the heaviest things you could do to yourself. Humans have to have vision. And I, I think I've, I've shared with you before, they have did this amazing study on the horizon and what the horizon does to your brain, the effect it has on your brain. And how people, if they can't see out a window or see out to the end of how far it goes, where the mountains are, where the, you know, the skyscrapers continue to happen, if they can't see out, they get highly depressed. This is one of the reasons that the most coveted prison cells by prisoners are the ones that have a window. And what they have started to do with the whole entire office setup where they used to have all these cubicles People were becoming more and more depressed and less productive at their job. So they started giving them screensavers that, that kind of mimicked the horizon. And they gave them time during the day to walk outside, to look outside, and to look as far as their eyes could see. So that's what the new year is for us. How can we successfully bring this last year to a close and then set those powerful intentions for this new year. So when I think about closing out 2019, what does that mean? Well, some of that means, what have I learned from it? What did I do that I don't ever want to repeat? What did I do that I want to continue to repeat and maybe make a habit for myself? What are some things I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? What do I need to forgive of myself? What do I need to let be in the past? And let the past be in the past and stay in the past and not bring my past into my current present time, which then affects the future that God has for me. So what do you need to do to make peace with 2019? Now, maybe for you, 2019 was like this phenomenal year that you are so sad to have end. Well, if that be the case, then what's the greatest gift that you could give God? To be thankful for that gift. Thankful for such a wonderful, wonderful year. That in your history, you have a wonderful year that you can think about. I have different times in my life, different decades, different years that I go, you know, that was a really good year. And then I have some that I'm like, that was not a great year. So I'm kind of glad it's over. And I'm looking forward to the new one. So 2019 may have been a difficult, painful year of struggles for you as it was for me. Or it might have been this amazing year that gives you great hope for the next decade. Either way, I'm praying that what we talk about today will give you a different way to face this new year. And it will help you and encourage you to face it every day. And every day to show up in your life. Every day to take up the space on this planet that God has given to you. The territory that God has given to you to tend to. How do you do that? How do you show up in your own life? When sometimes you don't even like the life you have. (laughs) I mean, I really, I have been there before where I'm like, you know, if I could unzip myself and get out, I'd be happy. I'm not sure I want to do the life I've I've been given. And then sometimes I'm like, wow, God, you have really taught yourself. So how do we do that? How do we face every day with courage? Because this is important. You know, we all think about these New Year's resolutions. And I mean, how many of you have given up on that, right? Well, I don't vilify, vilify resolutions. I really want to see them as vision setters. And if you've listened to me before, you've heard me talk about this concept of being a vision setter. So that that doesn't necessarily mean making a resolution, an either-or situation. It means, what am I envisioning? What do I want to do differently? It could be really small. It could be something as simple as, I want to make sure I brush my teeth every night before I go to bed. I know some people that don't do that, right? Maybe that's just a good vision to have, that I'm going to envision myself doing that every night. And if I miss one night, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it the next one. Anything as small as that, it could be as big as overcoming a huge trauma in your life. It could be taking on the debt that you've incurred, that you have maybe given up on overcoming. Maybe it's getting over an addiction. Maybe it's getting over a really bad relationship or ending a relationship that you know should end. What's the vision that you have that this year is then going to take you into the next one? How do we use 2010 to set us up for a good decade, to set us up for our next year that's coming? As far as we know, it's coming. So this is where you don't want to use the past as something to beat you up with. See, this, this is what I want you to think about. When we set visions, it doesn't mean we know when they're going to happen or when they're going to come to fruition, It means that we're seeing that out in the horizon, that we've set our mind, we've set our eyes to see that occur. So they're not something to beat us up with. And so resolutions or goals, reference points, they're really intended to keep me walking toward the ultimate goal. Imagine if you were driving from Phoenix to Tucson and you lost sight of where you were driving to. And you started meandering all over the state of Arizona, finding yourself way down in Mexico, for heaven's sakes. If you didn't have set points and a vision of where you wanted to land, you can easily get off course. So remember, when we talk about having the best year, we're talking about the best year of this year. We're not talking about the best year compared to all of our other years. We're talking about having this year be the best year that it possibly could be. Now, last year I told you was a rough year. Twenty nineteen was a rough year for me. But I do know that it was the best that twenty nineteen could ever be. I didn't I really worked hard at not getting in the way of twenty nineteen being a good year. So I feel confident closing up that year knowing it's the best it could have ever been. I'm glad I don't have to relive it. But I don't have a lot of regrets and self-doubt, and self-recrimination, and the coulda, shoulda, woulda, if only then. So I want to be at peace with that year, and be able to really let 2020 begin the way it's supposed to begin. And I want to walk it out in the way that God has designed for it to be lived. So think about that as we close up this particular segment, I want to make sure that you can listen to this show in its entirety. You can always go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and listen to the most recent show. You can also go to any of your favorite podcast servers because I think we're kind of on all of them at this point, to, to the best of my knowledge. And if you have one that you use that we're not on, please just email me, let me know, and we'll see about getting all the shows loaded onto the podcast server that you prefer. So absolutely make sure that you tell your friends about the show as well. We're always glad when people are joining the show and listening and really making their life the best it could ever be. So join me in the next segment. This is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we are ushering in the new year, and it's actually a new decade as well, which is pretty fantastic. So I want you to think about if you haven't, if you're just tuning in, please make sure you listen to the first part of the show, because we really talked about what the best year ever is, and that means the best year that that year could possibly be, not the best year. comparison to all my other years. I mean, if that happens, that's great. But it isn't a contest with all the other years. It's really doing this year right, as, as close to what God has intentioned as I can possibly get. So I want you to think about when we talk about vision setters, they're intended as reference points, kind of like if you have a map, So they're not things to compare yourself to or beat yourself up to and say, you know, why did I even intend for that idea or that accomplishment or that intention? I'm, you know, falling flat. I'm such a failure. I'm such a loser. I'm going to just, I'm just going to throw that, that desire, that intention, that goal away. See, they're not to beat us up with. They're to help us know how far off the goal we are and if the goal was even realistic to begin with. So maybe we need to refine the goal that we ultimately were setting. It's similar to a map. See, the map keeps me in a mindset of progression. It's not intended to be used as shame creators or condemnation ammunition. It's not something that I have in in my artillery to pull out and harm myself with. It's to help me see how realistic maybe the goal or the intention was. If I actually like the idea when I'm 90 days into it or six months into it, if it even fits, if I need to make some adjustments. So when we're having the best year that this year could be, it doesn't mean it's our best. See, we want God's best for our lives. We want him to continue to do the good work that he started in us. So we position our hearts, we position our minds to have this foundational focus that we're open and desiring of God's will, that God's will be done, not my will be done, that I get my will in line with God's will. And this is a daily positioning of my mind, my heart, my soul, my body, my spirit, to be open and seeking and wanting God's will. Now, this is difficult. We've spoken a lot about this ripple effect phenomenon. So if I do this intentional positioning of myself in all the areas of my life, a great majority of the battle is won as to whether or not the moment by moment daily experience of life is one of meaning or purpose or whatever. Will it result in the vision? Will it be close to the vision? See, the biggest battle is the battle of wills. Who's going to surrender? Will I accept and go with God or resist, hold on, and struggle? Now, knowing God's will is a whole other show, you know. So we're going to talk about having a heart that is open, a mind that desires to know God's will for this year. So let's look at what we're going to be covering the next this whole entire month of January. So we just got done talking about the position of intention. And so every day we're going to start a new year, and start it again. Every day is a new day. We can't go back and do yesterday. We can only learn from it. And tomorrow has not come. So every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new year. It doesn't mean we don't have repercussions, maybe from yesterday. But it means that we have the ability to choose how we deal with whatever repercussions were brought into the new day because of what we did yesterday. I want you to think about that. Every day we have a choice about that day. How much is yesterday or last week or last year or 10 years ago going to affect the current day that God just gave me? How much am I going to allow that to happen? So am I going to have an intention that is one of progression? and i'm going to have vision for my future that's positive. And so i'm going to let whatever was negative yesterday teach me for today. So i don't have to keep learning the same lesson. Now, you know, i'll be honest with you. There are some things i'm a pretty quick learner for most things, but there are some things in my life i am telling you what i am not a quick learner. You would think i would learn. I have a lot of education, i have a lot of life experience. I know about a lot of other people's lives and stories. You would think I'd get a handle on this. But I'm telling you what, doing my life is a big job. And so I have to show up every day and decide, am I going to just let today happen? Am I going to give in to the things that are easiest for me to do, the things that seem maybe most natural to me and hope that they work out okay and that I don't get too many consequences? Or am I going to actually show up As a grown-up in my own life, take responsibility for my choices knowing that whatever choice I have made opens doors or closes doors for me. Some choices are positive because they actually close doors for me, which is a good thing. Sometimes, if I'm lazy, then doors are shut on me that God never intended to have shut. So this is really important that I have a position of intention every morning, I wake up, what is today going to be? How much am I going to use choice in my day? How much of the day do I need to simply accept that I don't have control over? So how much am I going to participate in this day? Then the second thing we're going to talk about, we're going to bring the year to a close, we're going to keep it closed. You know, it's similar to the person that's driving forward, and all they do is look in the rearview mirror the whole time right? So we always want to remind ourselves the past is simply the past to learn from. It's not to beat us up with. It's interesting that God gives us the ability to have a past and to think about a past and to know there is a past. It's only to learn. It's only to learn. It's never to beat us up with. So think about this next thing that we're going to do. As we're coming to the, the half hour, we're going to go another half hour. We're going to talk more about creating new beginnings for ourselves. How do we do that? We forgive. One of the best ways to create new things is to forgive. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Forgive the world. Forgive whatever your body, your mind, your soul, your intentions, your proclivities, whatever it is you need to forgive. Forgive so that you can create new beginnings, new things to come. You don't want to be like Pig Pen in the, you know, Charlie Brown thing where he's carrying around all that stuff with him. Everything's following him, right? You want to forgive you. Forgive others. Forgive whatever it is that's stopping you from moving forward. Doesn't mean that it's okay. Remember, we don't forgive things that are okay. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We have a half hour more to go. Make sure you stay tuned in. If you can't, go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen to the show in its entirety from your computer, or you can go to any of the podcast servers that you prefer, and we are probably on that. So I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate your participation and your desire to be all that God has called you to be. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I always appreciate you listening. And, and I love to be able to pray for you. So you can always um, email me at cynthiahyatt@gmail.com at gmail.com if you have prayer requests. You can certainly, I love, I love the involvement that you have with social media. And I want to make sure that you are being encouraged, that you are feeling supported, that, that you are understanding how deeply loved you are how very deeply loved you are. And I know that seems like, how can I say that? Well, I can say that because I really know the heart of God and how He loves His people. So He is giving you another year. Now, there have been times in my life where I said, God have mercy on me. Do I have to do it again? Do I have to do another year? And then there are sometimes I go into it, I'm like, yay, I can't wait for this year. Well, however it is that you're looking at this year, Just know that you are loved and that God has already been in this year. He's gone before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you, and he will not forsake you in any moment of 2020. He is with you. So we're talking about how we're going to really set this year up to be a good year. And we talked about the position of intention that every day can start a new year. Every day is a new day to start again, every day. So we also then secondly want to bring the year to a close and keep it closed. We don't want to live in last year. So if last year was great, you don't want to just keep reliving those memories and not participate in the current memories that God wants you to have. We also don't want you to be beating yourself up all the time for everything that happened in 2019. We want to thank God that he never lets us stay stuck. We'd never have a groundhog day, right? How nice of God to say, you know, we're going to keep moving along. So if that was a good year, I'm glad you have good memories. If it was a bad year, we're moving on and we're going to do new things. So we bring that year to a close and we only use it as information as to whether or not we want to repeat it or we don't ever want to do whatever it was we did in 2019. We don't want to do it again then we're gonna create these new beginnings. See, and we do that by forgiving. And as we create these new beginnings, we continue every day to say, I'm going to manage my internal and external world. And the best way to manage the external world is to be managing my internal world. The better my internal world is, the healthier I am inside of me, the better I withstand all the difficulties of the external world, and I really learn what I can change and what I can't change. See, if I manage my internal world, I have a lot more wisdom as to what I need to just simply accept, what I need to move on from, what I need to forgive, and what I need to actually put effort into changing. And then I practice living in love every day. I love me, I love God's people, I love God, the world, whatever it is in it, because God is love. And if I have God in me, then I want to live as God lives, and He is a God of love. That doesn't mean He loves everything we do, or everything we stand for, or every way we act. It just simply means He loves His creation, He loves His people. So we, in turn, want to reflect God's love to others, to ourselves. And it's not conditional. Always remind yourself, relationship is conditional. See, relationship is one of those things that I have to decide whether or not I can be in relationship with you if you are too harmful to me or if I'm too harmful to you. But whether or not I'm in relationship with you has nothing to do with whether or not I love you. I mean, we run into burning homes for people we don't even know to save them from a fire, right? So love is still love. And then the last thing, don't worry. We're going to really practice not worrying this year. That's a really bad habit, and I understand the habit. I can do the coulda, shoulda, woulda. I can do the projecting into the future. But we're going to work really hard on not worrying. And God tells us to not worry about a single moment of our life. He's got it taken care of. He's been to the end and has come back. And he's walking with us as we go forward into the life, into the world, into the year that he's created for us. So be of good cheer. God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to worry. So join me in the last segment as we really talk about how we're going to set ourselves up for this next month of really doing the best year and accepting this year as a gift from God. Well, Happy New Year, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for taking the time to really invest in your life and to really understand how beautifully, wonderfully made you are and how very deeply, deeply loved you are. And, you know, I say those words, and they're so big. I have a hard time believing them myself. But I know them to be true, and I've seen God do that in the lives of people that I have loved and continue to love, and in, the, in my own life. He has done some amazing things in spite of me. In spite of me. He still loves me. So we were talking in the last segment about how we're going to really set this year up. And we do this every year. Every year can be a reset, not necessarily a redo, but a reset So, we talked about the position of intention. We talked about bringing the year to a close and keeping it closed. We're only going to use last year as a way to learn, not to beat ourselves up with, and not to try to relive great things and not do the year we're in. So, we're going to create new beginnings for ourselves. And the way that we do that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. We're going to manage. Our internal world, that's the one area that we do have the majority of control in. And that is how we think, how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, what we let ourselves think about, how we deal with choices, how complicit we are in giving over to our basest self, right? How much we require that we be the best version of ourselves. And then we're gonna really work on practicing living in love. We're going to live in love. So loving people does not mean I love what they do. And there's a lot of people that I don't like very well, but I love very deeply. I can love a lot of people I don't like. Liking somebody and loving somebody, that's amazing. So there's a lot of times God doesn't necessarily like me very much, which is, I know that's just a simple fact. But I don't ever doubt how much he loves me. He doesn't always like me. I'm not, he, I'm not always likable but I'm always worthy of being loved. And so we're going to practice not worrying. So let's look at this verse in Lamentations. And I love that. That, oh my gosh, I love that book in the Bible, Lamentations. And this is out of the Message Bible. This is chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. And it says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love could not have dried up. There created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. I love that. He says God's loyal love is merciful love. It can't dry up. It can't run out because he creates them new every morning. His faithfulness is that great every single morning. We have exactly the amount of mercy and love that we need. And we're going to stick with God. He really is all we have left, isn't he? When it comes down to it, he's the thing that we're going to stand before. He is it. That's all we've got left. All this other stuff is going to pass away. See, why do we want to focus on this verse? Well, every day of the year is a new year. Every day starts a new year. So this is where I want you to think about this great little saying that God gave me that I say to myself as often as I can remind myself to do. I say, God's. I say my will or God's will. When I'm making choices, I say, is it going to be my will or is it going to be God's will? Is it going to be my way or God's way? And that is the battle I have every day. My will or God's will? My way or God's way? And that's a choice. Every single moment of every day of my life, I'm allowed that choice. And that could be just how I let myself think. What feelings I let myself delve into and frolic around in and just whatever, indulge in. It could be behaviors I do. It could be something very external that people actually see. So this is where you want to say, I, I, I'm my own captain of my own ship. Am I going to just let it go wherever it wants to go? Or am I going to show up and really be driving this and really be practicing intention and positioning myself to have the success that God has planned for me to have? So I use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to self-will and enter into God's will. I'm going to say that one more time. This was a very powerful statement that God gave me. I use my free will, my free choice to surrender my self-will, what I always want to do to what God's will is. And I use that free will to die to my self-will. And that's tough to do. It doesn't die well. It doesn't die easy. Because that's the only way I enter into God's will. And God's will is always the best. And so I want you to focus on Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. This is, again, out of the Message Bible. I love it. It says, There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind That the God who started this great work in you would keep at it, bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. See, God is never quitting. He never stops. He never sleeps. He's relentless about your life. Far more than you ever could be. He's far more committed to your life than you ever could possibly be to your own. It's always mind-boggling to me. That the writer is saying, there's never been a slightest doubt in my mind. The God who started this great work in you is going to keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the day Christ Jesus appears. And in the NIV translation, I'm sure you've heard this. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you. See, he's faithful when we're faithless. He doesn't take his cues from us, thankfully, right? I've quit so many times. Oh my goodness! And I'm really no one would see me as a quitter because I'm pretty relentless and and I'm very determined. But I've quit things and I've and then I started again and I quit it and I start it and I quit things I shouldn't quit and I don't quit the things I should quit. It's just this is just life. This is living. Okay, so I can always go back to saying. But God began a good work in me, and he doesn't quit. Even if I quit on me, he doesn't quit on me. He doesn't take his cues from me. He doesn't go, oh, I guess Cynthia doesn't want to live anymore. Cynthia wants to quit. Cynthia wants to fail at this. Cynthia doesn't want to do that right. Cynthia doesn't want to overcome that sin. Well, I guess that's the way it's going to be then. Thankfully, he doesn't do that. He doesn't acquiesce to my own free will. He keeps working at it with me. He doesn't give up. He's faithful. So we need to remind ourselves that our intention, our number one intention every morning of every day of 2020, is to use our intentions, our free will to surrender to God's work and to believe that he's going to complete it. He has a way, and we want to desire his way. His ways are always better than our ways. And I love this Proverbs. It's in chapter 14, verse 12. And and if I remind myself of it, it helps to ground me. And this is again out of the Message Bible. And it says, there's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a really good time. But all that laughter will end in heartbreak. Can you relate to that verse? There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a great time. But all that laughter will end in heartbreak. I know that verse very well. I'm sure you do too. There are lots of things I just think, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Maybe I can indulge in it a little bit. Oh, everybody else is doing it. They seem to be doing fine, right? But deep inside of me, the heart of me, the part of me that God lives in, he's saying, oh, no, no, Cynthia, no, that's not a good idea. You know better than that. You know that doesn't work. You've seen it in other people's lives that thought they could make it work. They can't pull it off. The enemy is always telling us there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. It seems right. So we want to make sure that we have that God conscience in us, that he is helping us not be fooled by what we want to believe, by what we want to see, but that we know the truth and the truth sets us free and that we know that if that way were really good, why would God not just teach it to us and tell us how to do it, right? Why would he be saying, don't do it, don't go there? Don't go down that path. It's going to lead to death. Right? And you and I both know resurrecting is a painful experience. You know, when there's parts of your life that have died, parts of your heart, parts of your mind, dreams have died because you have not worked them well. And you have to try to show up again, resurrect that part of you that has hope again, that wants to believe again. You know how hard that is. You know how tough that is. So Isaiah 55, verse 8, this is what it says. It says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. That's what God says. For God's decree is, for as high as the sky soars above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. The way I think is beyond the way you think just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. Those words will do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. So let's remember that. God's word, God's decree. He says, I don't think the way you think. I don't work the way you work. I'm so much higher than you. I'm higher than the sky that soars above the earth. My work surpasses all the way that you work. The way I think is beyond the way that you can think. So why would we not trust this God that has laid his life down for us? That only wants the best for the people that he loves. Why would we not succumb, submit, acquiesce and say, God, it's your way, not my way. It's your will, not my will. Your will be done. And I'm going to believe what I know to be true and not talk myself out of what I know is true because it seems right. seems like I could somehow pull it off. I can somehow make it happen. And I walk away from what I know is wisdom and wisdom this is my best friend if I'll let her be, right? She's a great friend if we will listen. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Happy, happy new year. And I am praying the best year ever for you. And I'm with you in walking it out. And we're gonna figure it out this year. And I'm so thankful that you listen. I'm so thankful that you are trying to walk out your life in the way that God has asked you to do. And that is no easy task. And it is never pretty, I'm telling you. Sometimes it is really ugly. Thank you for hanging in there. And God bless you richly and give you great vision. Just this week, I pray this in Jesus' name for you. And I'll talk to you next week.